Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. So it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, woo, son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding down those alligators. Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. Let's do this. It's the Windows are Tied podcast. I'm the host, Ty King. Woo! I love that intro, man. It gets me fired up. Thank you, Mark Youngblood, for putting that together for me. Even though I don't really know if I've ever stole a kiss. I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe Mark knows something I don't know. But anyway... Welcome to the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. I hope it's Friday where you're listening. If it's not, I hope it's a good day when you're listening to this. Uh, little solo show today. No, no co-pilot. No, no uh, special guest interview. It's just me and the listener, baby. That's right. I'm talking to you if you're listening. So it's just going to be me and you for the next however long this takes. I'm going to answer some questions. I got a lot of questions emailed in. And, uh, and we're going to get to them. Uh, but first things first, uh, please go follow me on Instagram, win, lose, or tie. If you're on Instagram and you're listening to the show, go follow me, win, lose, or tie. That's first. Number two, subscribe to the channel if you're listening on whatever you're listening on. If you can subscribe, it doesn't cost you anything. It just, it pushes out my, uh, uh, podcast and makes it more available in places and also you know it kind of lets me know where I'm standing so hit the subscribe button doesn't count that doesn't cost you anything I promise you I won't charge you anything um, also uh, you can um, email the show doesn't matter whatever you need to say to me you can email me win lose or tie podcast at gmail.com also uh, we're a part of let me know productions LMK productions and you can follow uh, that's uh, that our Instagram page is LMK Productions. You can keep up with like everything that's going on uh, there on Instagram or on Facebook. You can uh, go over there as well, LMK Productions. Uh, what is LMK Productions? Um, well, it's just a little trio of podcasters, including myself, including uh, Mr. Mark Youngblood, who has the Pick 4 podcast, which you haven't listened to. Uh, the last episode was where I was on, Landry was on, and J.P. Cotton was on, man, and we, and we just give advice. We have people just email in life questions, and man, we I think we give some really bad answers, and but we're but I think we're trying to give good answers, and so uh, you can hear Landry and J.P. get in an argument. That was funny for me, and um, then you can also listen to Landry's podcast. That is having said that with Landry Griffith. And I had the absolute pleasure of being his uh, guest last week on his last episode. And it was so funny. He kind of turned the tables on me. He did, he, he did a Ty King interview on me. So he kind of dove deep into the past. And we talked about this, that, and the third. And, uh, man, he had some people email in. that, And, I mean, I, some of it was hilarious inside jokes. And I had to guess who was saying it. And then I, some people emailed in some really special things. And, like, man, I'm – I really, when I, when I left Landry's house that night, I had a hard time getting out the door because my head had gotten so big uh, when I left there. But, man, that was, uh, Landry, thank you for doing that, man. That, that uh, boy, you talk about waking up the next morning and you kind of had a little pep in your step. Kind of, I was walking a little bit taller, which is not very tall. But, so, uh, thank you for doing that. Go check that out, having said that with Landry Griffith. And uh, last week, I interviewed Ivan Gardner. Been trying to interview him for a while now, and uh, finally got a chance. And I went on location to his barber shop, which is the Grooming Lounge, over there off University, right across the street from Texas Tech University. And uh, what a cool story! Longtime friend, but man, he's a it, it, just a that's a cool cat right there, man. That just a, he's a go getter, and we had some funny stories. And and uh, and he's man, he's just an interesting guy, and and a great person. And I just loved hanging out and talking with him. So let's see. So go listen to the Ivan Gardner if you didn't. Big IG. Thanks for doing that, IG. I appreciate you, buddy. So, um, man. All right. Before I get into the questions, um, I went to a funeral today uh, for Coach McDonald. He was a longtime coach at Friendship where I went to high school. And um, 
first thing I want to say is it was a, it was a great funeral, and I don't mean that like I don't know how funerals can be great, but I really felt it. It got the uh, you got the sense of who Coach Coach Mack was, and what kind of person he was, and the stories and the sayings that he had, and you know, and I I told some guys there I got to see a lot of friendly um, faces I haven't seen in a while, um, but uh, <laughs> so. So it was sayings, and uh, I, saw, I told a couple of the guys, I know, I was like, man, I'd give anything right now to, to have him call me a bonehead one more time because he loved to call you that. <clears throat> he also loved to, uh, <laughs> you know, I tell that story as we were coaching, in, he was coaching us in the seventh grade, first time we were in pads ever. And um, I, it was like the first week or two, whatever. We, you know, we obviously didn't know what we were doing. Coach McDonald stopped practice, and he just goes, hey, man, if at any point in time during the play that you don't know what you're doing, and he goes, and this goes for offense and defense. If at any point in time you don't know what you're doing on the field during the play, just get big and make a pile. That's all you got to do. That's what football is all about. And what's funny is I knew exactly what he meant, and I think everybody out there knew exactly what he meant, but it's just, hey, get big and make a pile. And, uh, man, he was just a – he was an uh, – Man, he was a great person, and uh, he will be missed. So um, that was a funeral today. But the other thing that caught me just, I mean, just wow, was um, so many people today at the funeral, you know, after after it was over, when we get to visit or we were there before it started, we're visiting with a bunch of people, and it had so many people come up to me like, hey, I love the podcast. I love the podcast. It's so funny. Or I'm going to start listening to the podcast. I've heard about it. Man, that's just you know what, how, how good that makes me feel because that people are listening and, and the fact that, you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like, well, today I am talking into this microphone by myself into just space, you know, which I can do for hours upon end. But, uh, the fact that I know that somebody's hitting the play button and putting that on in there while they're working out or while they're driving in their car or something like that, but that's just huge. And I love it whenever I get a text, or an email or whatever, and it has that you took a picture of what you're listening, you know, in your car. I just love that stuff, man. That's so awesome. And just honestly, I love that kind of feedback. Any kind of feedback you can give me, I do love it. So, and I just appreciate that. It really means a lot that you people listen to this and this little crazy thing I've got going here. Uh, I got some things coming, working for win, lose, or tie. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on some of it. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here. Um, I talked about doing two shows a week. That still may happen, but the first thing I want to do is upgrade. I want to upgrade my equipment, not necessarily equipment, but I want to add two mics, two more mics. And to be, for me to do that, I'll have to get two more mics, but I'll also have to get a different interface that costs money. And so um, let me, let me build up towards that and I can go purchase those things because, you know, I would really like to have more than one guest on, on, uh, in an episode. Cause I mean, that could just make it even more fun. So, uh, I'm working towards that. So let's get across that hurdle. Then I'll start thinking about two shows a week and then we can go on past that and, uh, that kind of thing. So I got a lot of things, uh, up my sleeve. I had a great meeting with, um, with Mark Youngblood about it, um, over, over a Pilsner at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm talking, uh, we really hashed out. And man, I love, I love the way Mark gives, uh, advice and if Kazaki, he can take, tell you exactly what he thinks without making you feel pissed off. And it's, it's a, that's a talent to be able to do that. So, uh, thank you for that, Mark and Landry too, by the way, cause I was talking to him uh, while we were doing setting up for his podcast last week. So a lot of things coming up. Um, also got a big life change coming up. I've, I've, I've changed jobs here. Um, I have a new position, and I just started actually today was like, uh, in, you know, filling out all the paperwork online. And oh my gosh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how much stuff you have to fill out. But it'll be good. It'll keep me busy. So and I'll, this podcast, I don't want to put it on the back burner, which I was working anyway. And I did this podcast. So it really didn't matter. I still will keep it the same. But, um, you know, I just have to have to stay on it. I think this job will have me a little bit busier than the last one, but who knows? Uh, I don't plan on, plan on uh, stopping the, the, uh, this train at all. It's episode 29, baby. You know, 
like uh, this is episode two nine. So we're hitting 30 episodes here soon. And, and um, man, the listenership keeps going up. Everybody kept tell somebody, you know, about this podcast, say, Hey, do you listen to podcasts? And that they say, yes. It's like, man, there's a funny one uh, or a good one. And it's a uh, tie King called win, lose or tie. Oh, perfect. That's all you have to do. Um, if you've got a spouse or a friend or whatever, if y'all listen together, uh, do me a favor. Both of you listen, like whenever you're done, at least hit play on another phone. Just it, the more my numbers go up, the easier it is to, um, get it to spread the word. That's what I'm trying to say. So I can appreciate your help there. Uh, okay. Still looking for an artist. You know how everybody has people sign the, uh, canvas, um, my blank canvas, I'm looking for an artist that can draw or paint something in the middle because it's I'm getting the the signatures around and they're starting to close in that space and I want to make sure there's enough space in the middle to to have something there uh, and if not maybe I'll just have a I mean I don't know maybe I'll just put a goofy picture of myself in there I don't know and maybe we'll just do all autographs I don't know but anyway. If you know someone or, uh, and you have someone in mind, let them know and have them get in touch with me. So there we go. Let's do some questions. What do you say? All right. Whew. I got a lot of questions. I will tell you that. And thank you to everybody who emailed or text or, or direct message, whatever you did, to everybody. The first one I'm going to go with, though, is a guy that's never, never emailed the show before. And he's a, a guy out of Dallas. And it's my boy Jim Nelms. And he is one of the most... Um, interesting people i've ever met i mean the dude is non-stop he's a go-getter he's a uh it, i mean he's a, he's a little older than me but man you, you would never be able to tell it and the dude is just a i mean he's a character he honestly you could make a movie about him i really think so so anyway he said hey i'll send you some questions i said okay so he sent him he said hey what's the true meaning of life maybe there's no true meanings just purpose I mean, dang, Jim, see that's perfect Jim Nelms right there. Just dive right in, baby. You know what? We're not even testing the we're not even testing the water, boy. We're going right in into the deep end. I mean the deepest end. Okay. Yeah, Jim, if I knew what the purpose or the meaning of life was, wow. I would I would be very, very rich, I think. I just but man, I, I uh the purpose is I think to have a positive influence on other people. I think if if you can do that. And, you know, I don't know. That sounds stupid. I'm not some philosopher. I, I mean, you know, who am I? You know, Plato? No, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, really. But he says maybe there's no true meanings, just purpose. Maybe so. I don't know what the meaning of life is. And I, and I don't want to get deep into that, like, spiritual kind of area, wherever that goes. But just while you're here, I think if you can treat people well and... um and have a positive impact on some people. That's, uh, to me, I think that's a job well done. And because uh, you know, I kind of got that today at Coach Mac's funeral. It was just, man, well done. And he, had a, he made a positive impact on a lot of people. And so, you know, whether it's you're having a positive impact on your children or, you know, even after your kids get older, have a positive impact on the people around you. I don't know. I just say, man, try to be a light in somebody's life. And if not somebody's, a lot of people's. And I know I need that. I need people like that in my life, and I'm thankful for that. So hopefully, uh, why do we sometimes self-sabotage meaningful relationships, self-protection, or codependency? Good Lord, Jim. I mean, wow, Jimmy. Jimmy Nelms. Who am I, Dr. Phil? Jeez. Uh, Man, I'm trying to figure out what that even means. Why do we sometimes self-sabotage meaningful relationships? I think if you're self-sabotaging meaningful relationships, that's a defense mechanism of some kind from your youth, or I think that um, it's an insecurity. And uh, so there you go. I mean, I have, I have a hard time letting people in, like, you know, really into my I mean, I could be, I could be, I could love everybody, and you know, but to really know what if you're going to get into inside of my heart. I have a hard time because of the only because of like it's just I look back on relationships. I don't I, relationships. It's hard for me to get into a relationship as far as like a, a romantic relationship, if you will, because man, I don't want to feel like uh, the way it is, the way you feel when it doesn't work. 
it's kind of like having a dog. You know, I had a dog, Duke. I loved dearly. And whenever he moved on, I was like, I don't know if I ever want another dog because I don't want to feel like this whenever the dog is gone. Even though I had all those times worth of great memories, it's just kind of makes me, I don't know. Am I answering that question? I don't even know. Um, can we manifest our dreams into reality? I think that's all up to the person, you know, um, whatever, but yeah, I don't see why you can't and whatever your dreams are, unless your dream is to like, you know, I don't know, um, human flight or teleport or something that's, you're not going to do that. But if you can, if your dreams are, you know, relatively realistic, shoot. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing but. There ain't, there ain't nothing between you and your dreams but air and opportunity. So that's all I have to say about that. And that's the way I kind of look at it. So that's it. There's nothing between you and what you want to do but air and opportunity. You think about it. I don't even know why I said that. Man, damn, I need to, write, I need to, I need to market that. But, uh, and he says, can we tap into the universe for our spiritual love for each other and gain more energy from it? Here's where I say no. No, I don't think the, I don't think the universe, I don't think there's anything out there like, a, like, a, like the stars and the constellations and the, all that stuff. Y'all know how I feel about um, uh, horoscopes and your, 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 whatever your sign is. I, I, don't, I just don't think that has anything to do with your personality. And I don't think that like um, – I know it, it depends on how you how you believe uh, religion wise. You know, maybe that you could do that, but I mean, that's between you and your 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 God or your deity or whoever you look up to. But I don't think there's anything there as far as the uh, the stars go. I just don't think that has anything to do with my personality and how my life is moving forward. Whether you're a Leo or whether you're a Taurus or whether you're a whatever. And that's fine if you if, and that's cool. I I think that's great that people look into that and and it's cool. I think yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean I don't I don't think that matters because I see to me it's like you know I saw I know a lot of twins that they are completely different, completely. I mean identical twins, and I know several. I can name off the top of my head. I won't call anybody out, but they are completely different people, personality wise, and they were born at basically the same time. So one acts like a Leo and the other one acts like a Scorpio, but they're both Sagittarius. You know, I just, that's to me, that's what, and maybe I don't know enough about it. So I could be speaking out of school. Probably am. But anyway, uh, I just don't know about that. I just don't know about the universe and all that stuff. And you know what? Maybe I'm just kind of scared of that stuff. Maybe I don't know, but, um, can we tap into the universe for our spiritual love for each other and gain more energy from it? Well, I damn sure think you can gain energy from somebody. Absolutely. I think you can get around some, the right people and get energy from it. Like, man, when I went on Mark Youngblood's podcast, Pick 4, for the first time, it got me energy to start this podcast. And he gives off an energy. And so did Landry. They give energy to do this, you know, to get me going. So, And they still feed that energy. Those, those, two, those two guys and, and the people that are like – what I call on my advisory board, which consists of about, I don't know. I, I think I've told like 20 people that, <laughs> so, but people that really listen and then are, and I have listeners that listen every week and can't wait to, for Friday to come so they can listen to this podcast, which is unbelievable by the way. But you know, that's energy to me that, that feeds me. And maybe this is podcast is energy to you. I don't know, but I think you can get energy off people, Jimmy. I do. You give energy, Jimmy. You give off some hardcore energy, my brother. There's nothing you won't do and haven't done. And uh, I hope right now you're listening to this driving down I-35 in Dallas in your Jag. Because he dodged a Jaguar. It is badass. So, and I hope you're getting some energy out of this. So, love you, Jimmy Nelms. Thanks for the question, brother. I appreciate it very much. And I do. I love you so much. So, appreciate that question. Jim Nelms in the house. That dude's amazing. Holy crap. I dropped my phone and my emails were on there. Y'all have to bear with me. I, it's funny, man. I did a, a volleyball game on uh, Tuesday for Shallow Water. Donnie, had, Donnie couldn't make it, so I had to do it. And um, I had never done a volleyball game before, really. I think I did one, like, for friendship, and it was 20 years ago. And I don't even know anything about volleyball. 
And what's funny is on that broadcast, it was on YouTube. So I, I catch myself laughing at myself at least three or four times because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, and it was only for the district championship. I mean, it was like a huge game, a match. See, there you go. I don't even know. Like, what, what do you say? Uh, but overall, it was pretty fun. Anyway, all right, let's get back to the emails. All right, because, dude, I got – man, these are good. Let me just go – I'm going to go talk to the first person that emailed me. And I'm uh, holding the mic today, by the way. Let's go here. Um, my man, Justin Hughes. Loyal listener, and I appreciate that. I usually, I he usually drops to Dallas on Fridays or somewhere, and uh, and it's usually a long trip. And he, I, he, he always just says, "Dude, you're riding shotgun with me. You rode shotgun with me all the way to here or there or whatever." And I love that, man. I love that stuff. And um, he wants to know. Oh, he says first, let me say happy birthday. Uh, I know it's just a few days away. Hey, thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. Yep, big birthday on Saturday. You know, I just, I want to start counting backwards now. I think I did start counting backwards. So for age purposes, I'm, I don't know if that's working. But, yeah, that's coming up on Saturday, day before, you know, Halloween, all that. I think that has a problem. I think that's why I have a problem with Halloween or don't don't celebrate it or enjoy it as much as other people. That's neither here nor there. He said, here are some freestyle questions, which that's exactly what I wanted. Of these three which would you rather attend and why? The Super Bowl, the Masters, or the Daytona 500? Whoa. Okay, I want to tell you guys right now, I don't, I don't read. I haven't read any of these questions. So this is off the top of the dome, as they say. But out of the Masters, the Daytona 500, and the Super Bowl, okay, the Daytona 500 is out. Uh, I like, I've watched NASCAR, and I, I used to like it a lot. I still will watch if it's on a big race or whatever, and I've watched the Daytona 500. I mean... I would love to do that, but I just don't think out of these three, it's th- it's third. Uh, I think the Super Bowl would be uh, next, but I would love to watch, go to the Masters. I mean, I just that that's just man. Everybody that's been that I talked to that's been is just they they just say man, you don't you cannot you don't what do they say? The TV, even as good as television has been, as you know, high def and the um, you know the resolution and how detailed our screens are now and the cameras, they say you still can't respect it. You can't even describe it. And that's just a, man, I would love to do the masters. So there you go. That's what I would do. Um, number two, the winter Olympics are just around the corner. What sport would you wish to compete in? I think, you know what? Here's my thing. And I've said this before. Um, I think I've said it on a few, I don't remember what I said at first, but I think a lot of the winter Olympic sports, they all, most of them started out with one conversation and one question. And it would be like, and it started out with either a couple girls or a couple guys just hanging out wherever they're doing outside or whatever it is. And and they started out with, uh, Hey man, I dare you to, uh, whatever I think, or they started out like, Hey, it'd be cool if, uh, you could get on this sled and sled down this mountain. Oh yeah, and it's like, yeah. Okay, what about two of us get on the sled? Okay, next time, why don't we get on it with no protection? And sled. Okay, cool. I bet you I can ride down it with no protection, facing forward. I mean, that's to me, that's like, dude, that's how bobsled got invented, I think, and that's how the two-man bobsled got invented, and that's how the luge got invented, and then that's what they call the skeleton now, where they, it's the luge, but you ride on your stomach face first, and you're going to go about 90 miles an hour down this track. I think a lot of the winter sports started out like that. So, but what is the question? (laughs) What sport do you, what sport would you wish to compete in? Hmm. Oh man. You know, I think it, it depend on my time frame, like, uh, how old I, I could be if I wanted to compete in certain things, you know, it'd be cool to like be on the, the snowboarder and the freestyle, like the ramps or whatever. That'd be cool. Cause I think the chicks dig that the most. Um, but you know, as I'm like, at my age right now, like curling, that would be perfect. And I think you can drink beers while you're doing that. I'm a fan of any sport or activity where you can, where you can take part into beverages while you're doing it. So like bowling. Yeah. Curling. I've never done it. It looks cool. Yeah. You know, I'm into pool. 
You know, I'm not, it's like basketball. Nah, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, golf. I'm do that. Yeah. Heck yeah. But, um, I think curling would be, even though I still don't understand all the rules, like I haven't tried to watch it and figure it out. And I just wait for them to start celebrating to know if it's good or not. The team I'm rooting for the USA, obviously, but I don't know if they've, if it's good or bad until they're like, yeah, you know, or whatever. But I just, you know, but I think curling would be the one I would love to do. That would just be cool. Man, speed skating is freaking sweet, though. I would love to be able to glide like that across the ice and be Apollo Anton Ono. Man, Dan Jansen for you older people. That would be cool. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I do think that I would like curling or speed skating. And if I was younger, snowboarding. Not skiing, man. That downhill skiing. Have you seen how fast they go? And not, and you guys, every, most of you people have been on a ski mountain before. You know how steep that crap is? That's some scary stuff. I think I nearly lost my life one time skiing. And I was with Zach Buchanan and uh, Buddy Brown and Danny Henderson, I think. Yeah, I think I nearly died. Well, I fell off a ski lift before with Zach Buchanan. That's a true story. Like, And it wasn't like, hey, man, you're like five feet off the ground. No, no, no. We were up at Red River. We were up high. And we were riding the ski chairlift together and i sat on my pole and i didn't have a i had a strap on around my wrist i forgot to unstrap it so i tried to lift it up and get it out from underneath my butt and that the pole just lifted me up and out and dumped me right in there and zach was like oh my god <laughs> and so yeah but i'm still here um number three from justin when when the day finally comes and a lucky lady agrees to take your hand in marriage, right, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, take your hand in marriage. What are your must-haves for the big celebration? Okay. Dude, this is a good question because, you know, I've planned my, like, I've, I've, uh, I have my wedding in my head, how I would want it to go. Um, you know, of course, like, the big plans would be I would want a great um, – a rehearsal dinner where I could hear my groomsmen and my brides bridesmaids, you know, give speeches and tell you, you know, how I would love to have that anyway. I would love to have that without even getting married. If I could just have like my birthday on Saturday and people, I love to where people say good things about me. That's self-serving and uh, insecure, I think, but I love that. Like I, I like hearing when people do that for other people, you know, at, when your best man gives a speech or whatever. I love that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I would want the bridesmaids to say, I mean, I'd love the rehearsal dinner to be cool and, and really uh, not in a loud place, but where you could actually hear. And uh, there's nothing worse than somebody standing up and talking. And if you're in the back or the, ro or, or the room is loud, there's nothing worse than that. You know, it really isn't. And so that would be first. And I mean... I would really like for it to be a big wedding. I really would. I would love to have a big wedding and just, man, make it short, sweet. You know, I do. I do. You know, give me some sugar and let's go have a, uh, let's go have a reception of all receptions and let's, you know, let's dance and let's uh, drink uh, fruity drinks and whatever you want to drink and whatever you want to eat, whatever's there. I would like to have a nacho cheese fountain at the reception, that'd be cool. Um, Jeremy Inlow's wedding, he had a St. Louis Cardinals cake. I remember, and I was jealous. I was like, dude, that's on my, yeah, I'd like to have that. So there's another thing. Mm. I mean, but, uh, you know, obviously, this is what I would want. This would all be contingent on whoever the lucky lady is. So I probably would have not, hard to have any say in it, and which is fine. That's okay. Dang, that's a good question. Okay. Justin's got some, got another one. Okay, what is the greatest mascot in Major League Baseball? And he says your answer should only be the Philly Fanatic. Okay, the San Diego Chicken's good too. Um, I'm a little pers uh, partial to Fred Bird, which is the St. Louis Cardinals mascot. He's pretty good. And um, I went one time I went to a St. Louis Cardinals game and – if you spent a certain amount of money in the pro shop, they gave you a Fred Bird, a, a stuffed animal, Fred Bird. And it's like like a bigger one. Like if you actually made the shot at the fair, it would be like that size. It's like one of the bigger ones. And I mean, like maybe two feet tall. And here's what's funny. I spent so much money, they gave me two. <laughs> so, uh, 
Oh, God. I gave one to a kid. I was like, dude, I'm not carrying this damn thing around all day, both of them. But I did bring one home, and I just put – and, man, he went with me on the plane. I put him right in the overhead compartment. I think he I think he had a good flight and uh, back to Lubbock. And so, yeah, I do like Fred Bird. But, yes, the Philly Fanatic is probably the, the best one ever. Uh, as far as the actual person in the suit and, like, what that represents, yes. Dang, that's a great question. So, um, hang on one second. Um, anyway, so sorry about that pause. I had to read something. Uh, so, get back to Justin's questions. Um, dang it, dude. Man, everybody, hey, sorry. I'm back. I'm just a little frazzled today. I've been doing all that crap, filling out all that stuff today. It's got me bonkers. Number five, what's the best dessert on Thanksgiving Day? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Justin, now you're speaking my language. Now we're speaking my language. Best dessert on Thanksgiving Day. Now, I know you might be a pumpkin pie person. You might not be, okay? I like pumpkin pie. I don't need to have a lot of it. I could have one piece, but and I like that. I like a piece of pumpkin pie. Always will have a piece of that on Thanksgiving. I do love pecan pie. I'm a big pie guy. Um, you know, and I just think, man, you could go with those two. Man, freaking awesome. And I'm okay with that. But I do love my favorite pie is like coconut cream pie or the chocolate pie. Not meringue, but the uh, meringue is okay, but like the the other kind of top, like the whipped cream topping or whatever. So quality, quality question there because you could go a lot of directions. And I know some people aren't big on pumpkin pie. And um, my boy Brian Berryhill used to make a key lime pie for Thanksgiving every year. And it was pretty damn good. I think Zyler loves key lime pie, my nephew. So, uh, and also like, man, my sister makes the best chocolate chip cookies. And for those of you that know, you know I'm speaking the truth. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what she does. I don't know. There's no telling. I have no idea. But they're the freaking best cookies you've ever eaten in your life. And she always has them out at Thanksgiving. And another thing, at Christmas, I just want to add this in there. Okay, my grandmother and my, and my grandfather, uh, Mima and Papa, or Otho and Alta, as we as some people knew them, which are great names, by the way, they made these things called Buckeyes. And as kids, man, it's just a, it's a peanut butter um, like rolled in a ball, and it's just dipped in this chocolate. And you can eat it warm or hot or room temperature or whatever or refrigerated. And it's, they're really better refrigerated. But my sister, man, she's carried that tradition. She makes them. Damn, dude. And it's just like, you know, it, it's a, it's one of those things when you open up that container, you see them in there. It's an, it's instant nostalgia. You go back to the days of, it just, man, it's like a childhood in a bite. And I love it. And it's so good. And you can eat about 20 of them and you're like oh crap i've eaten 20 of these so yeah but man golly cookies and, and those buck buckeyes is more of a uh, i think kibby makes it more at christmas than thanksgiving last one do you prefer beer from the bottle or in a frosty mug oh i prefer beer if it's a I and mean, if i like the beer I, i'm not a first off let me say this i like to drink beer and that's fine but i, I no do not give me some IPA crazy, uh, hey man, this one's got, um, you know, raspberries and uh, pine tree oak in it. And you can take, no, I, I just, I can do without that. I'm, I'm good with the, just the, man, give me the regular, like, hey, give me a, I love, Nicola Bolter is my favorite, but I could do a Coors Light or a Bud Light or something like that. My dad drank Miller Light growing up. And I think that's why I don't like Miller Light because I tasted it and it tasted terrible. And I just think that, it's a psychological thing. But to answer your question, man, okay, if I'm at a – it's I, I like both of those, but I like them in different situations. If I'm outside, like let's say at a tailgate or let's say at a, uh, an outdoor barbecue or something like that, I prefer a bottle. But if I'm at a restaurant or a bar or, you know, a place of gathering, I'd rather have it as a draft. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So – so there you go. I don't know if that uh, – I didn't really answer your question, but I like, like them both. And he says, and thanks for the awesome content on the Halloween episode. Okay, nice. It made the drive to Dallas uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, 
He's heading east again this week. So I'll be riding shotgun again. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, Justin. Got to have you on on soon, man. We got to talk talk about uh, pageants because I got questions about pageants. So, but I appreciate you, Justin. Justin Hughes. All right, man. My boy Rob Vardy, out of, straight out of Virginia, son. Bill Rob. Hope your day is going well. Questions for the upcoming podcast. Not sure exactly what topic what the topic was. There was no topic, Rob. You're good. So I thought it was it was open topic. So here you go. All right. Yeah, this is freestyle, man. Just let whatever it is, whatever you want to ask. Number one, teachers in school or college that had an impact on you and how. Too many to name. Like too many to really like name. But I'll say this. Um hmm. I had a good math teacher named Jim Waller. Fantastic. And I was terrible at math. Uh, but, you know, he was just a the kind of person you could look up to. And, and you know, you just knew he was a good dude. And I was in high school. And then, uh, man, I did, I did love Grady Newton's English class because I didn't know. He, he was really good with uh, – I learned some new things. You know, he taught us about symbolism and – you know, and we're reading the, um, you know, what, what, what was it called? Lord of the Flies. And you start learning like, and I never forgot those lessons. Like, hey, I look for representation in movies and in books and whatever now. So I can kind of, you know, like when the conch in Lord of the Flies, like he said, you know, that, that it represents power. It's like whoever has the conch has the power. So the conch represents power and, you know, and, and kind of like he would, he would break it down to us, uh, from a, like a life perspective, like where he would say this, this is how it, this is how this is really, uh, correlates to the real world, you know? And it was crazy, man. Once I started looking at stuff like that and when it's Duncan, she was great. We learned about that. Like, man, I loved reading those books and doing character evaluations and stuff like that. I, I did. I love that stuff. Um, in college, John Sparks was, there's no other person that was more impactful on my life than John Sparks at South Plains college. So great teacher, great mentor, great guy do anything for you i mean you know it's not and he's a guy you could sit down and talk to for hours and i still could i still could i could just sit down and visit with him forever so you know i'm probably missing somebody really important and i don't know who it is but hmm. uh man bobby davis was huge for me i mean he really was yep so coach davis number two on some of your on some of your earlier podcasts, you talked about your Bahama Bucks days. You might have covered this before with Blake and Kippy, but what are your favorite stories about working there? Any odd experiences with customers, et cetera? Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. We were, I was working one time, and uh, we had this girl that worked with us, and and she had really pretty hair. And we had to tell her, you know, we had to tell everybody, you know, you got to put your hair back because – you know, and she's shaving. She's on the shaver making, you know, making shaved ice. And her hair got caught in the spinner of the thing that's spinning the block. And, I mean, it pulled her head all the way in. And I was like, oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, it's wrapped around this greased up, you know, I don't even want you to call it, this thing that pushes the ice down onto the blade. And her head's, like, inside the shaver. And we're <laughs> first we make sure she was okay. But then we kind of started laughing. And... Um, <laughs> she said we were like hey, we just had to cut it off we gotta cut it off and she was like no nobody cuts my hair but my mother so we're busy like people are trying to order and so thank god there was another shaver that was working on the other side but yeah we had to wait for her mom to come up and cut it cut that out of the shaver so that was funny um i loved uh there was a customer that would come up a lot at the brownfield highway store the very first store ever and this is a guy that was um uh, how, how do you put it? He, he was slow. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he was, he was mentally challenged and, um, nice guy, but he would always walk up to the front window. We would slide it. And it was a big gravel front, you know, we had, and he would come up, we'd slide it open. And I can't remember his name. He was so nice, but <clears throat> he would basically say three things over and over and over again. And he wanted a free snow. And sometimes we gave him one and sometimes we didn't. And, uh, I think that's why he kept coming up. He would come up every day for a while, but you'd open it up and say, Hey, how's it going? And he'd go, Purple, purple, snow cone, purple, 
And he'll go, oh, yeah, purple snow cone, that's good. And he'd go, don't eat the rocks. Don't eat the rocks. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you better not eat those, you know. But he was a nice man. So that's an uh, interesting customer. Uh, I used to love it when Donnie Hart would pull up in the drive-thru. And I could see him in the like in the drive-thru waiting. And that and that fool loved to get a Gilligan's great Bahama Mama Mama. And so if I could see him in the drive-thru, man, I would get his ready. But you know, he would just order a small. But I mean, I would make it into a large cup and I'd put a bunch of straws in it to stabilize it. And I'd build like this the the cone of the snow cone, if you will. I'd build it to like two feet tall. And then he'd just drive up and I'd be like, hey man, I got yours ready right here. He would be embarrassed every time. He was just like, what am I supposed to do with this freaking thing? So I loved doing that. Uh, that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, teachers in school, college, had an impact on you. Okay, Bahama Bucks. Favorite teachers in school or college? And say for co- Okay, oh, he just repeat. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, he says, thanks, enjoy the show. Hopefully it all goes as planned. I'll be listening. On a flight to Lubbock on Friday. All right. For the Mayor's Marathon. Big Rob's a big runner. Always has been, dude. And, uh, and uh, but anyway, man, hey, hope you have a safe flight getting here on Friday. And uh, hope you have a, hope you win. Whatever it is, I hope you beat everybody, Rob, in that marathon. And don't ask ever ask me to get, do a marathon. So, that's, that's Big Rob. Thanks, man. Uh, oh, how about this? Look who sent questions in. Miss, out of... The, the great White Deer area, White Deer, Texas, Miss Chelsea. She says, uh, it, and I'm going to tell you right now, she put in the uh, the subject line of the email, Las Preguntas, and she's not the only one that said that in the subject line. Somebody else coming up sent that too. What? I mean, donde es el baño? You know, that's about all I got. But Preguntas. Um, the worst interview question I was ever asked it was, what kind of candy bar do you relate to most and why? Yeah, well, you know what? I, we, I did a lot of interviews. I did a lot of interviews when I was at Bahama Bucks, Chelsea. And there's a, we would ask people, like, what's your, uh, who's your favorite cartoon character? And I think all the interviewer really is looking for is to be able to think on your feet and uh, to see if uh, – because – and a lot of times you have to be able to answer questions that you're not ready for in whatever job you're doing. And that's what we were looking for. I didn't care if you said uh, your favorite cartoon was Bugs Bunny or whoever. I just, it really didn't matter. It was fun to listen to, but we're wanting to, we're kind of just gauging. I remember it was like your decisiveness and your ability to think on your feet. Cause like at Mama Bucks, people come up, well, what's, what's your favorite flavor or what's the best, you know? And if you were just like, Oh, I don't know, you know, that doesn't help anybody. So you need to have to be able to say, Hey, you know, whatever, but, uh, that, that's, it, there's a, I think there's a method to that madness. So there you go on those weird questions, but yeah, those, those are weird. I would like to know what is your, <laughs> what is your candy bar? Do you relate to most and why? Um, I don't even know what my answer would be. I mean, of course, if I, if I was in an interview, I would just, I would say something crazy like, <clears throat> um, I'm a payday. I think I would say I'm a payday because, uh, I'm a little nutty, but on the inside, pretty soft. Just have a soft heart. A little nutty on the outside, though. <laughs> See? That's what I would say. Uh, she says, thoughts on the last season of Peaky Blinders? Mainly just want to hear you do your accent on the podcast. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, if I just ruined that question. Let me see. Um Thoughts on the last season of Peaky Blinders? Mainly just want to hear you do your accent on the podcast. Of course, you guys know I love to do a British accent. I could do a New York accent pretty good, like a Long Island thing. Um, um, I don't know if I'm kind of catching me off guard here, but um, it's like, welcome to the Peaky fucking Blinders. Right? Just get him over here, and we'll get him right. Now cut his fucking neck. You don't mess with the peaky fucking blinders, right? Get me another cigarette and a, and a large pale ale. I don't know. I, I, just kinda, I went off on a bad one there at the end, but you get it. 
I don't remember uh, exactly how it ended. You have to remember, but I've always said from the beginning that the the oh god, what is her name? She's the lead character. That's the girl. Uh, I, I won't remember her name, but uh, I always said from the beginning. I think she was calling the shots. She was calling the shots from the beginning. I think she's the head of the family, and I kind of still feel that way. So uh, there you go. Um, and she says, "What's the best recent movie you watched?" Hard to sort through. Hard to sort through with some in theaters and someone uh, streaming service. Good question. I need. I need to tell you this. There was a couple of movies that came out recently that I couldn't wait to go see, and I did go see them by myself. I like to go to the movie by myself. I know I'm weird. Uh, one was the last duel um, with Matt Damon and um, uh, Adam Driver and Ben Affleck, and it was freaking awesome. And some people aren't going to like it, but it tells the it tells the same story three times in the movie. So it's like the beginning. It starts with the truth according to this character. And then after like, uh, you know, 30 minutes or however long, then it just goes black and it says, now the truth according to this character. And you kind of go through the same uh, things, but you just see it from another person's perspective. And then the third one is the, tr- the truth according to this person. And then, kinda, then it goes to the end. You don't see the end and how it ends until the last. But uh, I love the way that was done. And, man, it was, it was just a cool movie. I really thought it was really good. Also, I went to see Dune. Now... Um, Dune, you know, that was a movie that came out in the eighties and I, and it's kind of a, it's a science fiction thing. And, and I didn't like it in the eighties. I, I was too young to understand it really. But let me tell you this, that is not a movie to be seen on your television or on your iPad. That is a movie that needs to be seen on some sort of big, a big screen. Cause it is overwhelming how they made that look that way. And, the I don't know, just the and I'm not trying to get too deep and too nerdy about movies, but just the cinematography of it and the, the score of the movie is fantastic. And, you know, it's Timothy, whatever his name is, uh, the new young heartthrob and Zendaya is in it. And man, and, and, uh, Jason Momoa, who's Aquaman and, um, Oh, from game of Thrones, uh, Drago, Drago, whatever his name was, uh, freaking, like unreal, like it's an epic movie, like whatever you call those. Like they're a uh, man. It's and and I liked this. I liked the story really. I love science fiction and stuff like that, but I really liked the story. I was interested in it, and you know, it only and it's part one, and it's pretty long. And they said there's a part two coming out in 2023. So, but those two were really good. I saw those, awesome. Saw Cop Shop too. Not 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 a fan. My boy Rick Henderson loved Cop Shop, and I don't know, it was okay. I mean, I mean, I was entertained. It's just okay. Whitney, big wit, Whitney Foot. Uh, subject preguntas. What's your favorite drinking game? Oh my word. Mm. I like beer pong. I, 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 and I know why she's asking this question because I played a drinking game with her one time. Flip cup, and I do like flip cup. I'm not very good at flip cup, and I let her know that before we started, but. I hadn't been yelled at like that. And that was just like a year ago. She yelled at me during flip cup because I could not get the cup flipped over. And, you know, and I hadn't been yelled at like that since I played football in high school or basketball. Like it was like, I mean, she was Bobby Knight on me. Like she was total just like, hey, you son of a bitch. You need to freaking get it flipped over. We're losing because of you. Because, and I'm being serious. You can ask, there were people there. Daniel Romero, KCK was there. Hell yeah. But you know what? It kind of motivated me, kind of fired me up. And you know what happened? We played again not too long ago, and she wouldn't be on my team. And you know what happened? Boat raced them. Just absolutely, we just absolutely whipped them. And I was on fire. I was just like one sip, one flip, baby. One sip, one flip. One sip, one flip. Every game. So there you go. That's my favorite drinking game. I probably beer pong, but hey, after that, after the uh, annihilation of Whitney in my last flip cup game, I probably will say flip cup. Waterburger or Chick-fil-A? Good Lord. This is a, oh, wow, man. Uh, Waterburger has the best ketchup. We all know that. And I do love, I, I get this, I tend to get the same things at these places. Number one, with cheese, no onions, fries, uh, unsweet tea, extra ketchup. 
not spicy, regular ketchup. Chick-fil-A, number one. Obviously, with fries, unsweet tea, I need one mustard, two ketchups. I put mustard on the chicken sandwich. My mom taught me that a long time ago. Still do it. It's fantastic. But if you had to force me, I would go with Chick-fil-A. So there you go. Wow, but that feels like, oh, golly, that feels like un-Texan. Like, mm, man, that's tough. What do you think you were going to be when you were older, when you were a kid? What, what did I think I was going to be? That's weird. I have a book that I wrote in like the fourth grade, and it's like tells you, you write down all this information about yourself, who your best friends are, and what do you want to be when you grow up. And I wrote a DEA agent. I don't really ever remember wanting to be a DEA agent, but I guess I did that day. Um... So I don't know. I wanted to do, I always wanted to be an athlete somehow, some way, even though, man, I wish somebody would have told me that ain't going to happen. Mm. I could have seen myself, uh, man, I could have been a writer maybe. I don't, I don't know. What am I trying to say? That's me thinking now. When I was a kid, it, I, evidently it was a DEA agent. Also, um, it was a break dancer and an athlete. Some sort of athlete. Like, I would love to be a basketball player. But, so, but, yeah. Imagine this. I'm, yeah. How you doing? Agent King. Here's my badge. I need to search your car, please. We're looking for quaaludes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, favorite Halloween candy. I talked about this on the Halloween episode, I think. But my favorite, really, is just a. Dude, if you could just get me a small Reese's peanut butter cup, perfect. Don't, but I'm not into the Bitto honey or or the uh, candy corn or crap like that. And I told Jamie when Jamie was on about the Halloween episode, I used to hate it. We we all when we go trick or treating, and we always go to the dentist house, and he would give you an apple and a toothbrush, and it was like, really, dude, really, that's what we're getting? I mean, come on, man, you know. Have a little ingenuity and be like, hey, I need these kids to come into my office to make some money. So let's give them the hardest freaking candy you can give them. Have them chip a tooth, get a cavity, come in and make some money. That's what we wanted anyway. So, yeah. But, yeah, and I, I didn't like that. The, the, um, yeah. But my favorite one is um, like the little Reese's Pieces, the little ones, you know. Or a Hershey Kiss, man. Can't, can't go wrong with a Hershey Kiss. I don't care what kind it is. Those are always good. Um, the most overrated Thanksgiving side dish. <laughs> and she put in parentheses, it's green bean casserole. Okay, I don't agree with that. I was in charge of making green bean casserole for my family for Thanksgiving. For like the, like, there was like six years in a row. And like two years ago, I, I, I butchered it. Like, I don't know what I did wrong. And my sister said, uh, hey, Next year, you can just, like, bring the ice or something. <laughs> so, But most overrated dish, really? Okay, check this out. There's always that one dish, and I, and I used to say this on football games all the time. There's always, like, that one dish. It's, like, the green jello salad or the pink jello salad or something, like, pink. It's weird. I don't know. And, like, your weird aunt would bring it or, you know, somebody like that. And uh, it looks good. But it's not good, you know what I mean? So you'd put it in your mouth, you're like, oh, God. So that's overrated to me. Um, and people are going to get mad, but I, sweet potatoes are overrated to me. They're just not my favorite, man. I'd rather just have a real potato. Just give me a regular one. I mean, just, but it's cool. I mean, I don't know. That's my overrated one. And no, it's not green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. Hell, I wish I had green bean casserole more. Why do we have to have it once, you know, a year? That's That should be a weekly thing it's good and i'm the same thing with turkey and dressing i love turkey and dressing we should have it why don't we get to have that once a once a year it's it's freaking delicious why can't we have it once a month i mean hell we eat mexican food every other day something like that i mean let's just yeah i would like to be like hey uh what are we having for dinner tonight turkey and dressing it's tuesday fantastic love it so and I also have, a, you know, when it gets closer to Thanksgiving, I'll probably do some shows about Thanksgiving. But I really have, I have uh, serious issues and serious thoughts about dressing and stuffing. And we'll talk about that in the future. 
Uh, last from uh, Whitney is, what show are you binge watching right now? Okay, I got through with Ted Lasso. Um, okay, and I'm, I hate horror movies. Like I don't like horror. It's not my. I just hate it. I, I'm not supposed to say hate. Mom always taught me: don't say you hate something. Just say it's not your favorite. It just sounds much nicer. Okay, um, horror genre is not my favorite. So, but I don't know why. But I started watching this one on Netflix called Midnight Mass, and it starts off really slow. But it gets a little better, and then it gets scary, and I was like, uh, you know what? But I was already too invested into it. I had to keep watching. So that um, I watch it on Apple TV, Invasion, which is not great, but it's something to watch. Uh, and I'm watching the other one, Foundation. There's Invasion and Foundation, I think, on Apple TV. They're both kind of okay. So really not a lot I'm like binge watching right now. You know what I love to watch is re- reruns of House. I freaking love that show, man. Gregory House, it was a great character. And I just like watching reruns of that and The Office. So there you go on that. Um, I'm not thinking about binge watching anything. I'm not waiting for something to come out. I don't know. That's about it on the binge watching. I know I'm, trying, I'm, I'm struggling on binge watching right now. I'm struggling on TV shows. There's just not, I'm not, I can't find anything great. Those are good questions though, Whitney. Thank you very much. And I appreciate it. You always, uh, when you chime in, because you're you're a uh, you're a quality quality listener when you listen, and I like it, and I I just love the way you attack life, and I love I saw your parents today, and they were awesome. That's a funeral; they were good. Good to see them. Last but not least, coming in. Oh no, I have one more. You know, I'm gonna say this one for last. Uh, Jeremy Daniel sent me one on Instagram through the messenger, and that's I love it. That's fine. However you want to send them in, I don't care. Email's easier just to keep them all in one place. But hey, I can. That's fine. Jeremy Daniel says, "Who were the opponents when the Tiger Stadium and Tiger Pit opened?" I did play. I mean, that was my senior year at our high school when the Friendship Tiger Football Field, People's Bank Stadium, opened. And when the Tiger Pit opened, that was our senior year. So uh, the opponent, the first opponent at the Tiger Stadium was Lubbock High. Um, it wasn't, this field wasn't ready yet. Uh, our first game was against Brownfield, and we played it at the old field because the stadium wasn't ready yet. But it was ready two weeks later. We played Lubbock High. I think we won 35-7, to seven, if I remember right. Uh, in the Tiger Pit, it was um, San Angelo Lakeview. Crazy thing about that. Yeah, that's where I had the first shot, rebound, assist. Uh but we we had a kid that played on our team, and he was he lived out of the district, and we didn't know that, so we had to report it, and we won the game with like forty, but uh, it went down as a loss. We were zero and one to start the season, and because we had to forfeit that game, uh, crazy, I know. It was against San Angelo Lakeview. Um, pick a superpower you wish you had. Oh uh, man, I know everybody says flight. No, flight flying scares the crap out of me. Um, you know, you could hit something. You might hit an airplane. You, you could, I mean, if people could fly, they'd run into each other. Or I would fly. I would hit something. I would hit a bird, you know, and it'd just be like, well, that's over. Cool. I flew for a couple of days and now I've freaking, I ran into a tower or got struck by lightning or something. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, that's no good for me on flying. Uh, being invisible would be cool, but I like to be seen. So, I mean, the only thing you can really do when you're being invisible is be creepy. You know, I'm being serious. Like, think about it. If you're invisible, you're just trying to creep on other people's business and hear things that you can't, don't need to be hearing or see things you don't need to be seeing. So being invisible is weird. I don't know. Let me think. I would just, man, you know what I'd really like to be able to, like my superpower, it would be, uh, I don't know. X-ray vision is, is creepy too. So if you want to do that, like I think Superman's creepy. I think, you know, you see what he sees in the, what he sees in the movies, but you know, like on the one movie, he, he looked right through uh Lois Lane's dress. Uh, Hey man, you can't do that now. Not in this day and age. And you know that they only showed him doing that one time. He did it all the time. You know, he did it all the time. So, I mean, he's probably looking at dudes too. He's probably like, Hey, what, what kind of boxers is he wearing? 
Oh, dang, they're briefs. Shouldn't have done that. You know, what, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of, what's old man over here? Something that's bench working with over here. It looks, oh, damn, commando. Shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Next ray it's weird. I think that's weird. I think being invisible is weird. And I think flying is dangerous. So I'm going to go um, just with something uh, crazy. Like, uh, I wish I could hold my breath. I wish I could breathe underwater. Aquaman, that's pretty cool. Or like uh, Cyclops, you know, he has that. He can shoot lasers from his eyes like that. Or, yeah, some of those. I think those would be good. I would go with any anything. I would take any superpower, but yeah, but I think. Flying would be the worst one. Um, what group do you regret not getting to see in concert? Well, number one is Jodeci, and they still will perform a little bit. I never saw them in concert, though. They're my favorite band of all time, favorite group. So I regret not being able to see them. And I know that's, Jeremy, that's not your style of music. It's like you're wanting me to say, like, I don't know, Nirvana or something. I would love to see the Foo Fighters. That'd be great on that kind of genre. Uh Trying to think, like, best concert I've ever seen in my life, what's not even close, was Justin Timberlake in Chicago. And what was awesome about that is that he was awesome, but the opening act was Pink, and she was awesome. Like, I would have said Pink was the greatest concert I've ever been to in my life if I'd just seen Pink that day, like, just seen her play. So, there you go. There you go. That's when Pink started to do that, uh, that, uh... She's on that big rope, you know, like she does the acrobatics up in the air. I don't know what you call it. Dude, and she swung over me several times, like right over me, and she's singing full blast. There ain't no, there ain't no lip syncing. She's singing, like, you know, barely wearing anything on this rope over the whole audience. And I was like, please follow on me. Please follow on me. Please follow on me. But she never did. But damn, that, and then Justin Timberlake was, I just, I love Justin Timberlake's music. I like all of his uh, albums and so that was cool. I'd love to see New Edition in concert as well. Yeah, New Edition or Jodeci would have been fan freaking fantastic. Um, thanks for those uh, questions, my brother. Uh, last one. Here we go. Where where what are we at? We're just a little over an hour, right? We're good. Last one was sent in from y'all know who the greatest, my mother, Julie King, and um, let me get to it. And it's weird. I I she says Ty. Tell me the top 10 things you remember happening on your birthday. Huh. I guess she's trying to hint that it's my birthday coming up. Top 10, top 10 things. I don't even remember 10 birthdays. Uh, one birthday I remember um, my buddy Dallas Grimes and Jamie McCain in high school. My senior, they threw me a surprise party. And I never felt – I mean, that was, that was such a rush to me and for my ego and for my confidence. Like – I walked in, I didn't know what was happening and, you know, it was awesome. I just felt so important that day, you know, and, uh, that was cool. That's like, that when I turned 18. Um, I had one birthday with, I got a star Wars, I mean, a Chewbacca cake. That's everybody knows. I love Chewbacca or star Wars. And my mom had it made and it, I bet I was like, you know, seven. It was freaking awesome. Like it had the vampire teeth, like you would wear for Halloween, but it was, you know, on the cake, it was Chewbacca. Oh, it was so cool. If I have a picture of that, I'll, I'll try to post it, but I don't, I tried to find it the other day. I couldn't find it. That birthday was good. Um, um, 10, 10, no, 10 is a lot of things to remember, mom. Like I don't have a top 10 list of birthdays. Let's see. Uh, I love all, but when I get together with the family, it's awesome. I love getting together with my family and, and you know, Blake and I, Blake, we share a birthday. We were both October 30th. So, it's funny because I've had to split a birthday with him for the last, you know, 20 years or whatever long he's been married to Kippy, which is probably, you know, 40 years is what it seems like. But, and I don't mind it, man. I don't mind sharing a, that, that dude's one of the best people on the planet. So I don't mind sharing a birthday with Mr. Blake Buchanan. So, uh, but let me think, man, I don't know. I don't know about my top 10 things for my birth. I don't remember getting anything like really unbelievable, I don't know. Dude, that's mom, that's a great question because I can't think of anything. And wow, leave it up to my mom to kind of like stump me. Like I don't have anything really cool to say. But hmm. I went to make I had my first birthday I remember having, first birthday party ever. I had it at McDonald's. I damn sure did. And uh <laughs> 
I thought I was so awesome. I thought I was the uh, woo, the bee's knees, baby. McDonald's. So, okay, folks. That's what I've got today. I don't know. I needed to do a solo episode. I like to do them every now and then. It's, it's, I think it's a little better when somebody's here with me and I, I can hear them laugh at what I'm saying or not laugh at what I'm saying. But uh, hopefully you laughed a little bit today and um, hopefully you've been entertained for a little over an hour. Yes, uh, I don't know what's coming up next week. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, but man, thank you for listening. I really, really, really appreciate uh, you guys that listen. And it means a lot. And I would hope the, that you would share, spread the wealth, share it out there, and um, let everybody listen. Tell everybody about it. Uh, so there you go. If you got an idea for the show, hit me up. Email me, podcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to hear a guest, somebody I maybe should interview, if you've got something on your mind, let me know about that as well. I would, and I'm, all, I'm all ears. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying I'm all ears. I, I, heck. So... And, um, yeah, okay. I don't want to sit here and just pontificate the rest of the time. Just, you know, I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't, I think I may have misused pontificate, but nonetheless, hope you have, go out and have a great day. Hope you have a great weekend or a great week whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. Big things coming for win, lose, or tie. But I want you to go out and have a big weekend. Have a happy Halloween. And as I ended all my phone calls in the 90s, peace.